Thanks for tuning to Digital Voices Podcast, where we chat digital transformation, challenges and opportunities across healthcare and life sciences. And now, your host, Ed Marks. Ed here, Digital Voices. Super excited again because I get to have a friend on the podcast. And he's not only a friend, but someone that I admire, look up to and learn a lot from. And that's why I'm so happy that Darren Dworkin is our guest. Welcome, Darren, to Digital Voices. Why, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. So we're going to talk patient experience in the digital age. And, you know, you've got a great background for us. And I don't want to say too much because I want you to tell your own story here in a second. But not only were you a CIO at, you know, one of the premier healthcare organizations in the world, but you're also President and Chief Operating Officer of Press Ganey. I mean, that's that's huge. So congratulations. I am uh, I'm having a great time. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I, cause I always admired the organization, you know, because I always heard about it, you know, in my career. And we always used Press Ganey wherever I served. And I was, you know, I was like, wow, that, that's pretty cool. Anyways, we first met in L.A. at a HIMSS event. I think it was 2013. And, uh, and I yeah, I was like, and I remember it very distinctly. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, and I always wanted to meet you. And so we met and then we'd interact, you know, we'd see each other at hymns or chime every once in a while. I think we probably pinged each other for uh, a question or so. Um, but yeah, we've so we've known each other for 10 years. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for uh, uh, both uh, questions and uh, for uh, therapy, as we uh, would lament to each other some of the challenges of uh, some of the roles that we've held. Yeah, and definitely therapy. And, and I remember, Darren, you're not going to remember this, but one time we were just walking through the halls of hymns. We were both so busy. We didn't even have a chance to chat, but we just looked at each other and gave kind of that nod. And basically it was this empathetic nod, like, I know, just hang in there, keep going. Uh, but Darren, what everyone really wants to know is your favorite music. So what kind of music do you like to listen to? I love jazz music. My absolute favorite by far and away is old Miles Davis stuff. And nothing makes me happier than if I can get some uh, quiet time listening to Miles Davis on vinyl on a tube amplifier would really sort of, you know, is what is what I would consider uh, relaxation therapy. That is cool. I Now I'm going to have to listen to some, uh, pull that up on my uh, Spotify for sure. Uh, that's right. awesome. Well, you're going to start in one place. Kind of blue is always the best place to start. Kind of blue. Got it. All right. So what about uh, your life passion or life message or mantra? You know, are there certain words that you live by or use to guide your life? You know, um, as, as you're recounting a little bit, um, uh, the amazing thing about healthcare is how much of the economy it actually impacts and touch. And obviously it touches everyone's lives. Um, but when you really sort of boil it down, it's a pretty small industry. And I love that um, you get to know people and you get sort of really connected. And I think through that, um, I think the mantra that I would sort of share, and I certainly try to live by, is this concept of paying it forward. I have been unbelievably fortunate in my career uh, that uh, a bunch of folks, some folks I'm not even sure why, uh, took early interest in me um, and helped me with uh, a little bit of sort of a leg up uh, or a connection when I needed it or an introduction when I needed it. Um, and so uh, I really do try uh, to see uh, as much as I can to carry that forward. And, uh, you know, what I, what I sort of offer to the listeners is, um, you know, often we're all so busy, uh, but sometimes just making one introduction uh, for somebody to just one person 
can really make the world of difference, um, especially uh, when they're folks that are uh, early in mid-career. Yeah, I, I love that. It reminds me, I just watched The Fableman. I don't know if you've seen that movie yet. Mm. Um, and I, I highly recommend it, but it's, it's, I think it's a take on uh, Steven Spielberg's life uh, growing up. Okay. And uh, someone introduces him to someone very famous. I won't ru ruin it for you uh, uh, towards the end of the movie. And that like made all the difference. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Darren, tell us a little bit. We're going to get to uh, Press Ganey and, and we're going to talk about patient experience in digital age. But before we get there, uh, tell us a little bit about your story, personal and professional. Like how did you get to you know where you are today? Sure. You know, um, it, it's funny because uh, I, I get asked this sort of every once in a while, and I'm always tempted to sort of tell this big sort of noble story that would start with my mom was a NICU nurse, and I had this uh, calling uh, to be part of healthcare. By the way, my mom a NICU nurse is absolutely true. But the reality uh -huh. of my entry into healthcare uh, was that uh, I was recently married, and uh, my wife told me that she loved me very much, but didn't want to stay in Montreal, Canada with me. And so uh, we were interested in uh, moving to the Northeast uh, in the U.S. And uh, I found a company, uh, Boston University Medical Center, that was willing to pay both my moving expenses and my sponsorship as a Canadian to work in the U.S. It was the height of the dot-com boom. And so I figured, eh, this seems interesting enough. In fact, actually, I applied for the job online on monster.com, if that brings back memories yes, for anybody. Um, and I really thought I would like do that for a little bit and then sort of get into quote unquote real technology. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, uh, the joke was on me because I quickly fell in love with the intersection of technology and healthcare. Um, and very early I realized the impact that technology can make. And I've been pursuing, uh, you know, various roles, uh, uh throughout my career, first as a chief technology officer. And then I was uh, lucky enough to make my way out west, and I spent a bunch of time uh, at Cedar sinai uh, in Los Angeles, a place that I will always hold near and dear to my heart. Um, and then, uh, you know, as you, as you touched on, uh, almost two years ago, I took on the role at Press Ganey as uh, I wanted to uh, challenge myself and uh, give a little bit of the, take a little bit of the advice that I was always giving others that every once in a while you need to take a risk and try something new. Yeah, no, you're definitely do that. And yeah, and what you did at Cedar sinai too, I think you were one of the leaders when it came to sort of that crossing over that chasm to the chief digital officer and doing digital things. You know, you were always uh, working with startups and and really encouraging a lot of new innovation in healthcare. So let, let's stick on that for a second. Um, you know, in terms of being a leader, and, and you kind of uh, foreshadowed it a little bit, but um, how do you evolve and keep evolving? And you, you know, you mentioned your curiosity, but is there anything else that sort of keeps you, you know, focused? Because obviously, as we're learning with your career, you, you just keep growing. Yeah, look, I, I, I think that there, there's a bunch of combinations of things. And, you know, I think uh, when uh, you, you, you look at, uh, you know, success, and I've been lucky enough to have a little bit of that uh, in various parts of my career, um, it's most often when you unpack it, a combination of, you know, good hard work and great teams and also a little bit of luck and timing and all those things coming together. And so, you know, I have been really fortunate in that um, throughout my career, I've always been able to be a little bit ahead of some of the natural momentum that was going on within healthcare to try new things. Um, you know, I remember the super early days of implementing an EMR 
Heck, we didn't even call it an EMR. We called it a CPOE, a computer physician order entry system. And the only measurement of success was the go live. And in fact, it still makes me laugh that, you know, anybody listening to this who works in the healthcare IT world, we've all celebrated a go live. And it's kind of funny when you step back and think about that. Like, is that really the celebration point? You turned it on. Um, and so, you know, that's, th- those were the early days. Um, and I think, you know, I've been uh, lucky enough to sort of ride the journey, which has really been about, all right, so now that you've turned it on, what do you do with it? How can it really sort of make an impact? And it's been a lot of fun to really watch really the evolution of technology in healthcare, as far as I'm concerned, from something that was off to the side to accept it as an enabler. To now, um, you know, it's core to part of the delivery uh, or the product that you see in some aspects, especially when you think about some of the amazing stuff that's happening in the you know digital uh, side of healthcare delivery. So, in that answer, I think you also gave some tips. I'm wondering if you have any more for those who are traditional CIOs who are looking to move to also get the title of CDO, as opposed to having a you know a separate person come from the outside, you know, the pros and cons. But if you're a CIO, a traditional CIO, and you want to equip yourself, what other things might you do uh, to help you prepare for sort of the digital realities of today and the whole uh, focus on experience? Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know that this is the exact right uh, definition that I'm, I'm probably uh, oversimplifying. In fact, I'm, I'm sure I'm oversimplifying it. But you know, a lot of the traditional CIO work is really trying to understand how to take technology to enable the organization. How can you use it as an enabler, not a driver, but an enabler of, you know, what is already happening? The EMR is a great example of that. There's many, many more. Um, I think when you get into digital, you have to start to take a step back and be willing to work alongside the organization the business, the clinical enterprise, you know, depending on sort of where you're going to sort of focus and really start to understand how can you help bring new products, new ways of delivering care to the marketplace. And I think it starts to uh, really sort of evolve as as much of an external and a growth job um, as it does to an internal enabler and an efficiency job. Yeah, I love that. That's a, some, simplicity is best, as you know, and uh, I love that concept that you just laid out. I think it's very helpful. So let's switch gears into press gaining because I'm, I'm dying to know more about your role. So I, I know you started there in strategy, but uh, in the last eight months or so, you, you've become president and COO. So uh, tell us about what that's like and you know what are some of the areas of focus and everything press gaining. I mean, uh, we want to hear it. Sure. Uh, Happy to, of course. So, you know, look, um, you know, uh, when I was sort of in the in the thick of uh, working in uh, the healthcare delivery world as a CIO and looking at sort of what digital really meant, I think my early vision of it was that digital was really all about the tools that you would bring to bear and the applications and the new sort of functions. Uh, that could be available. Some of them, you know, tactical like video visits and online scheduling and things sort of along those lines. And I was very um, much sort of focused sort of through that lens. I think the big epiphany for me was that when I think about the digital front door 
and I think about uh, the the guide, and and maybe if I call back to, is it really should be about digitizing the experience and improving the experience, and like, wouldn't it be great if we could talk about a delightful experience in healthcare, um, an experience that uh, doesn't have friction in it or doesn't have barriers, um, and I think that. What I uh, stumbled across with Press Ganey was, you know, here was this company that I knew of, but I didn't really know. Um, and I was sort of fascinated that here's an organization that has been around for 30 plus years, rooted in data science well before it was cool to even talk about data science, um, has probably one of the largest, if not the largest repository of experience data in the industry. Um, and we were at this sort of turning point, uh, from my viewpoint, of how do we really take our uh, sort of care delivery and even our payer platforms and begin to think about how do we turn them focused around not just patient and family centric, but really experience centric. And I'll give you a great example of something that uh, I've been personally spending a bunch of my own time at Press Canyon about. And that is that there's an industry concept. Well, let me back up. There's a very well-known industry concept of the NPS score. Most people have sort of heard of it, you've used it. I mean, heck, it's hard to do anything these days and not get an NPS survey, whether you recognize it or not, back sort of in your email. Um, but underneath that um, are other types of measurements. And one of them um, is called the customer effort score. And what um, consumer organizations really want to understand is not just, you know, are you likely to recommend or not, um, or are you a promoter or not, uh, but what they really want to understand is, did you have any challenges along the way was there friction and so um you know we've been working really hard on how to take the customer of effort score that is maybe called x industry or broad industry and how do we apply that into healthcare to really get narrow and, fo and focus on how you can reduce sort of some of those barriers not so you can point them out and say aha this is where they were but so that you can understand in the patient journey where there are specific pieces that you can improve. And it's things like that, that in my view, after working for a whole bunch of time with early stage companies and startups that are amazing and you know have a, a very sort of needed place in the ecosystem, uh, but in wanting to do something at scale across the industry, I love the idea of being able to come to a company like Prescani and innovate from inside with a company that had the market reach and the penetration and the scale uh, that Prescani has had for uh, a number of years. I, I love that whole concept of the customer effort score. I, that, that's, a, that's a really important one that I've never uh, actually heard of. Um, so I, I appreciate you sharing. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, Prescani in general. For, so our audience is largely CDO, CIOs, people in healthcare. And I think most people have a pretty good idea, but. Just in case, um, you know, what sort of uh, things are you involved with? How do you help health systems and, and payers? You mentioned payers as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to uh, serve uh, the lion's share of the provider market. And we're also equally fortunate to serve the lion's share of the payer market. Um, our roots are in regulatory patient experience surveys. And so if you've uh, ever been lucky enough to get a paper survey at your house or sort of a phone call, uh, there's a, a pretty good chance um, that's a, a Press Ganey product, uh, but that's, you know, circa sort of some while ago. 
Uh, we still serve that market. It's an active market. It's an important market. It's an important set of gathering and data points that we do on the regulatory side and, and serving sort of, uh, you know, that, that sort of niche. Uh, but really the bulk of our work is in the digital experience gathering. Uh, we think of ourselves as an organization that gathers data points um, in an omni-channel way at all interactions, lets you see it all in one place, lets you analyze and uh, surface sort of the knowledge that you need for the sole purpose of taking action. Um, yeah. And so our service recovery tools, um, uh, whether they're on the patient side, on the workforce side, on the member side, um, are in uh, sort of high use. And I think it's a lot of the secret sauce of sort of what we offer up. Uh, we also um, have jumped in both feet into uh, what we call consumerism, um, which is, I think, a growing piece that more and more CDOs are getting involved in is, hey, so what's going on in marketing? And uh, how does the line of digital marketing and digital strategy sort of come together? Um, and one of the things that um, you know, I'll say is you can take a CIO out of the CIO job, but you can never stop being a CIO. Um, right. One of my first efforts um, when I arrived at Prescani was to say, listen, I love all these point solutions and I love what they're all doing, but they all have to be intertwined with each other. And so uh, we have been very uh, focused on tying them all together to make them a package uh, for a chief digital officer or a chief information officer so that you're not installing one system for marketing and one for regulatory patient experience and one for workforce experience. And I share with people very openly, um, look, it is very possible that one of our products may not have the latest bell or whistle, but I assure you with our share and the mark amount of R&D that we're putting in the products, we will have parity on bells and whistles, and we have our own bells and whistles that are moving ahead. The real power for organizations is getting all your data integrated and in one place. Yeah, it's, it sounds as you're talking there, and you're, yeah, you're doing exactly what, you're, you're walking the talk, Chris Ganey is, in terms of what, you're, what we're expecting from health systems and that experience, you're doing yourselves for your customers, the payers and the health systems. Um, so that's, you know, that, that's always the best, that's always the best, uh, you know, validity of a company that you're working with is that they actually do that same thing themselves. So uh, one last question that I want to tra transition directly into patient experience in digital age. How did being a CIO prepare you? Because, you know, again, a lot of our former peers are probably thinking, I, I don't know if I want to be a CIO for the rest of my life. Uh, that's kind of cool what Darren's gone, gone on and done or Ed or, you know, someone else. Um, you know, how did, how did being a CIO prepare you to be, you know, president and COO of Press Ganey? You know, I, I think that, um, when you think about the, when I think about the role of the CIO, it has really, um, become, uh, a job that brings together multiple stakeholders throughout a large, complicated organization to align goals, to achieve outcomes that are tied to the strategy of the organization. And if you boil it down to those skills, yeah. uh, those are to me leadership skills um, yeah. that you can use and you can understand. Um, and, you know, look, I'll, I'll say that um, in my view, uh, with an unapologetic bias maybe here, um, that, you know, having a, a, a depth and an understanding about how technology operates 
uh, in healthcare is a huge advantage to yeah. be able to make and affect change. And so when you combine the leadership skills with a deep knowledge in technology, um, I would actually offer up that I'm surprised that you're not seeing more CIOs move into yeah. chief operating roles and into leadership roles uh, within uh, you know, healthcare uh, IT companies. And every time I'm asked um, you know, by boards and investors of who should we be looking for as our next chief product officer, our CEO, or sort of our leader, um, my answer is uniform across the board. And that is um, you really want to uh, speak with uh, and talk with CIOs because the skill set that they've developed over the years as the industry has evolved, I think is a, is a very unique and um, probably under leveraged um, in other aspects of the healthcare ecosystem. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. And the other, the other one, and you, and you alluded to it, and we talked about it uh, right before we went into the recording is uh, sales. Uh, you know, you're naturally gifted. An effective CIO is naturally has become gifted as a salesperson because essentially you're selling within the organization to get the budget for something, to get, you know, people aligned with you. You know, you talked about the convener, aligning goals, strategy and all that kind of stuff. It really takes, you know, a little bit of salesmanship, you know, uh, convincing others. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, we shouldn't sell ourselves short. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, so, you know, Ed, I'll just touch on that because it's yeah. probably one of the most common questions I get from people is, I can't believe you went to the vendor side, the dark side, and now you're selling. And, you know, what I tell people is, and I, I won't name names, is that um, I had an opportunity to work for a social media company. Um, and uh, I didn't do that because I couldn't see myself selling from that perspective. Um, but if you join an organization where you truly believe that the organization is adding value into the ecosystem and, you know, healthcare is an ecosystem, it's made up of lots of players, um, then it really is, um, you know, almost like a consultative, how are you helping? How are you advising uh, to sort of work into it? So a, a big, big piece of it is, you know, joining organizations that you believe in what they're doing. And, you know, I consider myself super, super fortunate that, you know, I not only believe in what Frescani is doing, but I'm surrounded by amazing colleagues yeah. um, that, you know, sort of talk about improvement and safety and innovation all the time. Yeah, it, it's it took me a couple of years to get to that spot, uh, Darren, because I felt that way, you know, when I transferred over a few years ago, uh, to the vendor side, the dark side, I could, because I was in that same mindset, even though I had some pretty decent partnerships when I was a CIO, but I had that same mindset. So I went in there and I just, um, I, I was unfair to myself and unfair to my colleagues and customers by having that sort of thinking in my mind. It took me a couple of years to get, get rid of it. And you're right. If you're, if you're aligned your values with you, you believe in what you're doing and you're really helping people and, and bringing, you know, helping for better experiences, like what you all do and greater insights to take care of patients, uh, then there's that alignment you feel really good about. It. And it's the same thing for me at Divergent. It's like, it took a while uh, previous to Divergent, but now I'm like, I, I'm not ashamed or anything. I'm like, no, we, we, can, we can actually have these tools that can help you like save people's lives and, or improve experience. So anyways. And, and Ed, since I can't help myself and I know that your audience is largely made up of CDOs and CIOs and sort of other, I want to offer one tactical thing that yeah. I realized the moment I was working at Press Ganey and no longer a CIO. And so here it goes. And this is something 
everybody can use. It's very, very tactical and very, very practical. When I was CIO, I thought of nothing of keeping a vendor waiting 10 or 15 minutes because I'd get to them very, very quickly. What I realized when I became on the other side was I show up an hour early because I don't want to be late. And so yeah. you're actually keeping them waiting longer. So be kind to those folks in your waiting room. That's my big tip as you yeah. move from one side to the other. Yeah, there's definitely needs. That's a good one. There definitely has to be that uh, mutual uh, respect because we need each other um, for sure to do the right thing for our patients in our in our healthcare ecosystem. So um, let's talk about patient experience now digital. Uh, so it's been what uh, a year and a half. Two mm-hmm. years, Derek, uh, since you switched. Have you seen any changes even in two years, sort of, uh, you know, with experience and the use of digital? You know, one of the fun things um, at our scope and scale up, Prestiani, is we actually get to see um, sort of the industry and what's happening in the U.S. in a very broad level because we aggregate a lot of the information together. We create insights. We share them. And so uh, I joined just as um, you know, the second wave of COVID was uh, sort of calming itself down. Um, and what we saw, uh, very, very understandably so, was that after years of an improvement and a rising level generally of patient experience across healthcare, people were spending more and more time working on it. Wasn't yeah. yet you know, Amazon you know, Prime next day service, but it was, you know, it, it was sort of rising nicely. It obviously took a real dive when COVID happened for all yeah. the right reasons, right? We were focused on much more emergent things. And, uh, you know, that's really where folks were sort of anchored. Uh, experience then got a big lift um, as um, we all started using words like healthcare heroes. And we're so um, very much grateful uh, for the unbelievably and truly heroic work yeah. that was happening in care delivery. And so we all felt really good for a while. And then sort of reality set in and we realized that it uh, wasn't a sprint, it was a marathon. Um, and you know, uh, uh, experience has been sort of dropping off. And so I think that we're currently in an environment uh, where unfortunately, uh, when you factor in financial factors, you factor in you know, some of the other things that are sort of happening, there's just a tremendous amount of pressure on organizations to maybe uh, not focus as much on a safety survey, not focus so much on Uh, measuring uh, employee or the workforce uh, uh, engagement, uh, maybe uh, not sort of measuring or acting on as much of uh, one could in around experience. Um, And I think um, folks have sort of suffered by that. Um, And, you know, I'll end with some good news is that by and large, um, you know, we're seeing from most folks across the country that good isn't acceptable. Um, And, you know, one of the most amazing things about healthcare is it's filled with folks that, you know, want more than 100% on the test at all times. Um, And so we're starting to see a a real push and sort of a focus again on it. And I think that like, you know, a few things in technology, um, some of the evolution uh, in the tools has been so good. When you think of natural language processing to think about open-ended questions, or you think about machine learning to anticipate uh, who might need a little bit more help in your rounding, um, all that uh, sort of convergence of that technology and a willingness for organizations to jump in. I don't think we've ever been at a more exciting time. Yeah, that that's a good point. And yeah, I saw that same sort of pull, 
you know, because of the circumstances uh, that everyone had to deal with globally. And yeah, I'm glad to see us back and focused on the experience. One last question on experience in digital. Is there a correlation between patient experience, you know, the satisfaction? I don't know if we want to think about it as the customer effort score or, or NPS and, and the amount of digitization that you can do. So, so in other words, the more digital you become, the better the experience or have, what, have you seen anything in the data? So, uh, you know, we, we see a couple of things in the data that are definitely sort of worth mentioning. One, um, when you think of patient experience and you think of employee engagement and you think of safety, uh, they are not three different things. Um, they actually move together. And when one rises, they all rise. Um, and we all know that. We've walked into a place and thought to ourselves, oh my gosh, that was the happiest employee I've ever encountered. Oh, what a wonderful experience I had. And we've also seen the reverse of an unhappy employee and sort of what that leads to. And so um, one of the things is we watch those things move together. Um, and what we are seeing is as organizations embrace a digital strategy, they're, in, they're embracing our entire platform, not just one piece. And it turns out, maybe a little bit counterintuitive, the best way to improve is to not work on one thing, but improve a little bit in safety, a little bit in workforce engagement, a little bit in patient experience. And you can only accomplish working in that way, largely in the digital world, especially when you think about service recovery and uh, things sort of on real time uh, you know, feedback. Um, that's when we actually see um, the, the most um, steepest climbs uh, in overall performance. Yeah, that, no, that's very profound. Uh, I, I'll, I'm going to take that one. Uh, you know, I'm working on a book with our colleague, Chris Ross, and uh, that's pretty profound. I, you know, what you just mentioned, so that's, that's huge. Look, we talked, uh, there's so much fun uh, talking with you. I, I really miss you. Um, we talked about all sorts of stuff. Uh, jazz, which I'm going to listen to uh, Kind of Blue this afternoon, this evening. Yep. And then uh, we talked a lot about, you know, leadership. And then we talked about press gating, your new role. And then we talked a lot about uh, patient experience in digital age. Is there anything that we missed, um, Darren, or something you want to double down on? I'll give you the last word. Uh, what I'm going to double down on is my thank you to you, Ed. Um, I know that uh, you often lead with humility, so I'm going to call it out for your listeners. Um, we work in a hard industry, and uh, everybody uh, needs uh, a helping hand. Everybody needs advice. Everybody needs a little bit of coaching. And uh, I love that uh, you have always been around for me and others to do that. And I love that you're investing time in creating forums like this so that you know folks can share sort of some of their experiences because um, look, there's a lot that uh, we can all figure out, but there's even more uh, we can learn from each other. So uh, thank you for creating this forum. Well, thank you, Darren. I'm surrounded by awesome people. Uh, thank you, Darren. Uh, awesome as always. Uh, we've got to figure out a way to uh, hang out a little bit more, maybe a Vive or Hymns or Great. something, and, um, or a Press Ganey forum. Um, I need to hit one, one of those. Uh, didn't you just have a big forum? Uh, we just had uh, almost 4,000 of our clients yeah. together in Orlando. It was a who? And I saw all over LinkedIn and how like all the testimonials uh, about how great it was. That's how, that's why it just came to me. It's like, yeah, I should have been there when I saw, saw all that. I was like, dang it. And then right. I know the president. I'm going to hand deliver your invitation for next year. All right. I, I'm, I'm down. All right. Anyways, that wraps up Digital Voices. Thanks for listening. 
Thank you for listening to Digital Voices Podcast with Ed Marks. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe on your preferred streaming service and leave a rating and review. And most importantly, thanks again for listening.